I've got Jesse Rice, Tyler Rice, these brothers who opened Backwoods Crossing and Backwoods Bistro back in the day, talking about the restaurant business and our guest in the second hour, Giorgio Cuecos and his beautiful daughter, Lenny Spears. We're going to learn all about the Cuecos family and this marvelous restaurant now known as Giorgio's Fine Food and Spirits. Stay with me. Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny, brought to you by Widden Glass, Tallahassee's first name in glass for your home or office, and by Merry Maids. Call Merry Maids. Relax. And it's done. In 1945, Jack Whitten started a glass company in Tallahassee. Now over 75 years and three generations later, it's still working every day, doing just as Jack wanted, giving his customers real solutions for replacing window glass, providing custom-cut mirrors, and supplying superior bath and shower enclosures. Local building contractors know Whitten Glass takes care of Tallahassee business. They prefer Whitten because of their precision and mastery of eye-catching storefront glass and countertop glass. It's a fact. When you choose Wooden Glass, you're working with real glass people who will take care of you to your complete satisfaction. It's what Jack Wooden wanted, and it's been the Wooden way of doing business for over 75 years. Wooden Glass, Tallahassee's first family in glass since 1945. Call Wooden Glass today or visit them online at 222 5781 or com. So it comes about this time of year that we uh, bring to your attention the good work that is known as Christmas Connection here in Tallahassee, one of our most beloved charities, charitable works, and man alive, the emphasis on the works part. Um, an army of volunteers, professional social workers, and one very dedicated executive person, a director, uh, that we are uh, in earnest in talking to her. Within the next week or two, we'll have uh, Patty Malarney come and talk to us about this year's Christmas connection. For our part, we go about trying to encourage all of us to give generously and give often through this coming number of weeks as we head into Christmas time and their season begins now, right? Because in fact, it began several weeks ago. But for our purposes, we we'll want to take a look at uh, what we we can do, how we can get involved. And in that involvement, you know, you think about the manner in which Tallahassee has changed so dramatically in its beginnings uh, as a kind of, you know, Speaking of backwoods, sort of back here on the uh, <laughs> on the frontier of North Florida, sort of an arbitrary decision to establish Tallahassee as the the capital city for the territory and then state of Florida, um, and rooted deeply in a slave-based economy, an agrarian economy that in practice and even in uh, perspective, I suppose, I'd say a cultural sort of perspective, remains 
in many respects, agrarian, that uh, we go through these cycles. You know, we come f- from a planting uh, to a growing to a harvesting and then a, a sort of period of fallow or resting. It, it, it's a mentality that uh, I think pervades so much of what goes on at the same time that Tallahassee has matured and is growing out of her infancy and, and, and adolescence, it's often said here that Tallahassee is that teenager who's better discovering who she really is. Well, along the way, uh, George Giorgio Cuecos has been a formidable part of that. He's been almost a kind of I don't know, a curator of cultural growth and understanding. He certainly has been the most hospitable among restaurateurs in our uh, history. And uh, we're going to talk at length with him and with Lenny Cuecos Spears, his daughter, who is the heir apparent. She has definitely um, been well-schooled in this art of running a restaurant, and not just a restaurant, but restaurants that have a kind of iconic status. You know, some of you who are old enough, like I am, to recall the Spartan restaurant in Caucus Rooms. Back there in 1969, they began at uh, Duval Hotel. Ah, astounding. And then came, you know, Brothers Three, uh, Brothers Three by the Sea, the Surf and Turf Restaurant, the Torea Grill, and now you, you have Giorgio's over there on the Parkway. One of the classic demonstrations of fine dining, and one of the few remaining, frankly, in Tallahassee for everyday folks, just you know, slobs like me and you that can go in there and experience what a what a fine dining experience is really all about. Uh, locally owned uh, and not a franchise and everything is done you're, you're fresh and and with precision and, and uh, professional uh, performance you're going to learn all about that in this second hour of today's broadcast as we welcome these fine people as guests I thought it fitting that we spend the first part of the show uh, hearing from Jesse and Tyler Rice these two brothers who took it upon themselves to create Backwoods Crossing and Backwoods Bistro, and now have as well the uh, the Trident restaurant down there in Panacea. With uh, Backwoods Bistro, they uh, closed because they had come to the point where that building just would not uh, allow them to grow any further, the building, the parking lot, and that was uh, here a couple of years back. So they, they decided to shutter the bistro they have maintained their backwoods crossing restaurant and it has grown in its proficiency i think and their in its popularity again uh, an example of a locally owned restaurant n- not a uh, packaged boxed uh, solution uh, everything is done for them especially it's a it's a novel expression of this farm to table sort of approach so there's a lot of that that is grown there on the property at Backwoods Crossing. Well, we're going to learn about that, and it underscores the point, I suppose, that in looking at what it takes uh, to be successful in any endeavor, in any business, well, this ability to adapt and change over time, the ability to 
uh, de- be stalwart and being tenacious in your determination to, to continue in spite of adversity. I mean, and I think that the Rice brothers are an example of that and that they've taken, you know, their licks and they've reinvented. And, and Giorgio will speak to that same issue. You know, you go through periods of time when you're scratching your head and trying to deal with the, the circumstances you're faced with. But you're going to find in his conversation, and I think you'll hear it with uh, Jesse and Tyler, at the root of that, pardon the pun, but at the base of that, there is this love, uh, call it what you will. There's a a devotion then to the enterprise itself, and perhaps even more so than this devotion to the people, uh, your you know your servers, your you know all your wait staff, your kitchen staff, the people who are the restaurant, and all of those of us who are their patrons, the people that enjoy. Uh, their consistency over time. Somebody told me a long time ago that, especially in food service, people will tolerate mediocrity. I mean, come on. There's a reason why all of these fast food uh, restaurants uh, continue. I mean, you know, they're not they're not s- s- providing you you and high high cuisine, but the thing they've got going. Uh, more than anything else, is consistency. So while we will tolerate mediocrity, we will not tolerate inconsistency. You want your, you know, dried out, uh, lifeless hamburger <laughs> to be the same every time, so that you go in there knowing what to expect, and by golly, it's delivered as expected. But if one time it's great and the next time it's not, well, that that drives us crazy, right? So the bleached bones of those sorts of operations uh, lie along the roadside when it comes to restauranting, um, not to mention other kinds of business, but especially in restaurant in this market that is highly competitive. Uh, for many years, Tallahassee has been, am- been among the top in destination restaurants as well as fast food. And so and a very good friend of mine years ago was a franchise owner for several of the Wendy's restaurants in town. And he said, you know, Tallahassee, they'll give you one shot. And if you blow it, you're done. And that was his observation. So he survived. He moved it forward. And that was because of this ability to be consistent over time. It's what we're looking at today here when you are in tune with us at Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny. Welcome back to Tallahassee Talks. It happens that this time every year, we turn our attention to the work that is called Christmas Connection for its history, now covering the last, uh, what is it, 20, 25 years? Uh, This was an idea that was really crafted here first and quickly spread across Northwest Florida. It is one of the ways in which the Catholic Charities Organization serves the people of Northwest Florida. And it happens too that the Catholic Social Services, in conjunction with this work, provides professional social workers and caseworkers, people who are directly involved with children and families that are in need. 
It happens, too, that when it comes to being able to spread that good news, uh, yeah, it's tough because like all charitable organizations, there's very little, if anything, available for advertising or marketing, getting your message out. Many years ago, we took it upon ourselves. This company, Spatterwork Media and Entertainment, and our radio broadcast here, Tallahassee Talks, one of what uh, part of the family of companies under the Alcom Corporation umbrella. Uh, those f- companies include Capstan Marketing, which is a ad agency and public relations company that has for its life now 32 years, I think, been about the business of helping local business, especially owner-operated businesses and local efforts like Christmas Connection. That's just been the mission. You know, more often companies that have very big ad budgets or statewide associations or organizations, I mean, you know, they're they're able to attract uh, ad agencies uh, from around the world, uh, certainly around from Tallahassee. But Capstan has always had its eyes on local and it uh, continues to do so now, looking at how local businesses that don't have those um, kinds of resources available for advertising, well, what do they do? Uh, typically, they are the <laughs> they're kind of the, the the left behinds. They're the ones that even media vendors don't bother with too much because they just don't have that kind of money to spend. But that's where we find ourselves when it comes to the work of something like Christmas Connection or any of the companies that you hear advertising on Moose Magnificat Radio or on this broadcast. Because it's what we think is our role, our part. It's what we consider more significant. It's why the show here is called Tallahassee Talks. Um why it is that we love to bring people to you who are intimately and dedicatedly involved in this this thing we call Tallahassee from its beginnings to now. And our guests today are no exception. At the same time, you know, here comes something like Christmas Connection to say there are a lot of families in our community, children who will not have much of a Christmas or families that are in need of more than just toys. They need pots and pans, household items, and food. Uh, So this is our way of saying, let's pull together. Let's help Christmas Connection people do what they do best. And so we've entitled the website, the web address for the website is helpchristmasconnection.com. So if you go to that uh, website, and you look at those businesses that are making this possible, they are the ones that put up the money because they believe, as you and I do, that it's worthwhile. And in wanting to spread that good news through all the various media that we can, billboards and TV and such, it's simply a a helpful reminder. You know, give often, give generously, Uh, Make sure that you're plugged in 
And these sponsors then, they are pointing to the good work and they're saying, hey, if, if, you, can, if you can provide baby food and, you know, items for infants, disposable diapers, how about space heaters and blankets or gifts for teens like, you know, movie certificates and games, fast food cards, gift cards, stuff like that. Or toiletries, household items. Um, Non-perishable food is always, always, always appreciated. So yes, the Christmas Connection is this ministry through Catholic Charities, North Florida, Northwest Florida, serving families all around the region, regardless of ethnicity or race or religion. That's that's irrelevant. That's invisible. When they started back in 79, it was, they were serving um, about 25 families. Last year's record number of families served was well over 1,000, and that covered six counties. Now, these are families that uh, year in and year out, from month to month, are cared for through the work of professional social workers, caseworkers that are employed with Catholic Social Services. Um, And if you add up beyond the immediate number of families in in their reach, uh, we talk about a a thousand families, well that translates into an estimated three, three thousand individuals or more across Leon, Gadsden, Wakulla, Franklin, Madison, Jefferson. And their, uh, their work is um, rather humble, to be honest with you. The people who are volunteers with Christmas Connection, uh, Patty Malarney herself, they're, they're not the people that are, you know, trying to grab the spotlight by any means. But they do work very diligently to make sure that this all comes about. So our part, then, is to say, help us help Christmas Connection do what they do. So again, that web address for you, helpchristmasconnection.com. Good place to go. Learn more about the mission and learn more about what you can do directly. Uh, A really nifty and, I think, very efficient way of... um, Helping is to give a gift card, you know, like a Visa gift card or whatever, uh, because now you're you're putting in their hands uh, the opportunity to go Christmas shopping with their family, or to buy some much needed item. Now, uh, one of the reasons we embraced the work itself, frankly, was because of the level of professionalism and the accountability that is provided through Catholic Social Services and Catholic Charities. I mean, we're not just uh, dropping pennies in somebody's bucket, hoping that it goes to the right place. We're making sure that because all of this is managed and curated, um, these deliveries are made to these families with children in a manner that is highly accountable. And so you and I have the assurance of knowing that we really are doing 
the right thing. Well, none of this would happen on our side without the work and support of our sponsors. Uh, So we have to say, be sure that you, when you visit that website, take a look at um, those sponsors and what they are doing in supporting this work. You've got uh, Rapid Press, uh, known for its quality uh, services as a commercial printer. Wit and Glass, one of our stalwart contributors to so many things uh, associated with this broadcast. Tallahassee Family Magazine online at TallahasseeFamilyMagazine.com. They are a great group of folks in their own right. And then we have support from uh, radio station Moose Magnificat. And, of course, this broadcast, Tallahassee Talks. It's all here for you, my friends. We believe, like you believe, that Tallahassee is worthwhile. Hi, I'm Josh, and this is an ad for Super Signs. We were going to do an ad that was funny or maybe really dramatic. You know, something clever. But that just didn't work. So... I'm just going to tell you, Super Signs is great. I mean, they're really great. And it's not just me saying it. Lots of people posting and talking to their friends. Here's one. We are so happy with all our signs and banners by Super Signs. Highly recommend. Here's another. These guys are awesome. They run their business with great quality and service. Our lighted sign looks fantastic. I can't rave enough. Super Signs does the really big stuff, like outdoor lighted signs, vehicle wraps, wall murals, and all the banners, the yard signs, and indoor signs, too. So for your business or your birthday party, Super Signs is your sign company. So that's it. That's our ad. Super Signs is great. I mean, really, really, really great. You should call them, 422-1883, or go to their website, yoursupersigns.com. How's that for clever? More beauty, less bully. Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny. If you are uh, like me, you're a bit of a foodie, informally speaking. I think Rick Oppenheim holds the official title of unofficial food critic for Tallahassee, but there are those who aspire to such things. I may be one of those. Um, Grew up in the restaurant business. My father had a restaurant in the Seattle area for many years and um, learned a lot about why I do not want to be in the restaurant business. Um, Rarely saw my father, (laughs) as a matter of fact. So it... uh, have kind of a soft spot in my heart, I suppose, for those who venture into such enterprise. And we've got a couple of these young fellows with us today who have done just that twice. (laughs) So um, we're not sure what's wrong with them, but we're about to find (laughs) out. We We hope that you'll enjoy getting to know these two guys. And I've promised to not refer to them as the Rice Brothers. However, we have Jesse Rice and Tyler Rice, the proprietors, the owners of and operators of two restaurants, Backwoods Crossing and Backwoods Bistro. Guys, how are you? Good. How are you? Good to see you. Glad to be here. Yeah, Yeah. thanks. Thanks for being uh, part of the fun and games as we go forward here in the the, uh, attempt to bring to Tallahassee, to our listeners, uh, the kinds of things that you have decided to do. and I and I say this sort of tongue in cheek, but quite seriously, there's a uh, there's a lot of business you can get involved in 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 any case uh, that that could be considered 
high risk. I don't know of another that would really rival restaurant business, especially in a town like Tallahassee, where we will give you one chance, okay, to get it right. And if you mess up, we're gone because there are just so many choices out there in a rather confined population of people, right? We don't have two million people living in Tallahassee, right? So you got a, a smaller crowd of folks. You, you don't want to mess up on a, a, a on a Friday night because it'll come. I mean, they'll just it'll haunt you. So my first question is, how do you guys spend your weekends? <laughs> What's a weekend? Yeah, I was going to ask that. Thank you. Uh, there's there's the answer, boys and girls. Uh, it, is it is it uh, fair to say, uh, and we're going to get into a little bit about about your own personal history, but is it fair to say that with restaurant business, because it's been said to me, it's like show business that just never ends. You know, the curtain is coming up all the time. It's definitely a lifestyle. It's not something you do like a nine to five. It's something you choose to commit your life to. It's not mm. like you, you, we constantly live it. Even when there's no such thing as a day off, even like mm. Sundays were closed at the crossing. We still have still to do work. We, we feed our chickens. We feed the quail. Yeah. We have to do truck orders in and have constant things yeah. coming in from employees. So, so now the, that begs the question, why are you doing this to yourselves? I mean, you're, you're young, you're, you're, proactive you're smart good looking great futures ahead of you and you and you committed yourself to what sounds like a an arduous life it's a dream is it oh yeah not a nightmare a dream it's fun Uh. it's it's constantly involving and it's i mean watching something you create grow it's almost like raising a child that's doesn't breathe i guess but it it does because it has 60 or 70 moving parts not including the animals (laughs) and it's just as it's exciting did you have background in restaurant growing up? Like me, I, I had that kind of advantage, I suppose. Well, our parents always cooked and taught us how to cook. And then, uh, like, our first jobs were in a restaurant in Sop Choppy. I see. So, so but they weren't restaurateurs. They, they... No. Okay. Uh, my dad's a computer programmer. My mom's a youth leader and a teacher teacher, essentially. She basically gotcha. travels around the United States and helps uh. teachers improve their teaching methods. Okay. Backwoods Bistro was the first, right? That's where you started. That's over there on Tennessee and Calhoun, or uh, yeah, yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee and Gadsden. Yeah, Tennessee and Gadsden, right? And we were actually one. in Sop Choppy for about six years before Prior to Tallahassee. That? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we did uh, Sop Choppy in six for six years, and oh. then relocated to Tallahassee at the current location. I see near Leon, and then we did. We've been doing that for almost five years now. That's a great we, menu, too, by the way. Appreciate it. We yeah. pour hard into it for sure. I've brought a lot of uh, clients and friends over there. Uh, lunchtime, especially, haven't disappointed me. I mean, it's been really the the, the uniqueness of uh, the presentation is is I mean, I'm, and I mean the food itself yeah. is kind of cool, um, and, and the menu. Uh, I don't know of another one that's quite like that. Even your your crossings menu is a little different, isn't it? The, yeah, the bistro is. and the backwoods crossings had different. Yeah, they're, they're definitely the crossing menu fluctuates a lot based on what's growing in the garden and whatnot. But we definitely, the Bistro menu, I, I wrote them differently. differently. They have similar items on them. It has the same feel because it comes from the yep. same crazy mind. But it definitely, <laughs> I mean, they uh, they definitely have similarities, but they uh-huh. are different on purpose. So people can even, because they're only seven miles apart, so people can go to different areas and get a somewhat mm-hmm. different experience. And for those who may be unfamiliar, uh, this backwoods crossing that we're talking about, 
was really the um, business of bringing us this farm to table concept. What about that uh, did you find uh, attractive maybe? That actually happened on accident. We like, we found the location. We weren't like planning to do a farm to table and we had so much land surrounding the building that we uh-huh. like started to to kind of design like a picturesque like flower garden out uh-huh. front uh-huh. for people to sit in yeah, yeah. and we just started planting fruits and vegetables uh-huh. and it just went crazy from there Look we saw that. the potential and just ran with it look at that yeah because location is everything for restaurants where they're placed at and the surroundings of it and basically we picked a location and then and that's the same thing we do with the bistro right. you build the restaurant to the area not put a restaurant just randomly somewhere and hope it works now that's interesting yeah, so basically when we, and plus we knew as, I mean, Farm to the Table has been something that's been exploding to the U.S., and it's also something that's always been a passion of mine is getting closer to where, where the food actually comes from and how it, like, uh, like how fresh can you make it, basically. Right, right, right. And so that, in fact, is exactly what happens. If I come in and sit down there at the crossings and I'm ordering an item on the menu, you're going to go and get that, that from your garden, and that's going to be what you use to prepare the the meal right yeah yeah we kind of have like three separate menus at the crossing we have our regular menu which we supplement as much stuff from the garden as we can Uh and then we have a garden creations menu which is i would say a majority of it is from our garden or from local farms and the proteins are sourced really really locally also and then we have a tasting menu which is called taste the garden and it's six appetizer entrees that are brought out all together and everything from that is is from our farm huh. or from a local farm. You spoke to the idea that, you know, initially you came in and, and you, you had the, the restaurant location, talking about the crossing, um, and it sort of just took off. You had the land, and so so it really was sequential. It wasn't pre-designed right. that you went in with this. Well, before we opened the doors, we definitely knew we were doing from the table. It was like uh, when we had uh, got the building, we basically uh, – we're just bouncing ideas around of what to do. What to do with it. Yeah, because we knew the hot location was hot. And so then we basically came up with the idea of Farm the Table, and that's when we started designing the front mm-hmm. and the back, and then it just now it exploded to the point where we have a farmer, a farm hand, and all of our servers have an hour a week they have to come in and, and do like some garden maintenance just so it connects them to the garden more and Very it cool. makes them a part of the farm aspect. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, I mean, we've got uh, 73 hens out back that produce all of our eggs for us. They lay about 18,000 eggs a year. And we have uh, we even started processing our own protein. We've got two hundred quail that we constantly. We have a breeder that rotates us quartz next quail, which are meat quail, and now we cycle those and those go in our garden creation menu also. So it's literally the freshest quail you'll eat, and it keeps us super southern because that's like yeah. the whole our whole spin is a, 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 a southern spin on fine dining, and that's yeah, what yeah, we're yeah. trying to do. We're chasing that's the backwoods yeah. note, note there. Yeah, well, folks, this is uh, pretty cool stuff. We're talking to Jesse and Tyler Rice. Um, Hailing from Sop Choppy, Florida. Of, yeah. yeah. Uh, so genuine right down to your eggshells. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> nothing manufactured here. This is the real deal, folks. Uh, you guys uh, stay with me. We're going to take a little bit more time here after the break. Uh, and I'm gonna, I want to dive in a little bit, too, uh, as to some of the, the challenges, perhaps, that you have faced, not just in terms of being in business, which is fraught with challenge regardless, but then to be able to uh, bring this concept. And you know, Tallahassee isn't known for being experimental. You know, we kind of like the things we already know. <laughs> so that's an interesting uh, proposition. Folks, you stay with me. and We're going to have more with Jesse and Tyler. 
You're in tune with Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny. Folks, there are four ways to shine in life, and Merry Maids has it all going on. Experience, reliability, thoroughness, and professionalism. Well, that's why we rely on Merry Maids right here at our studios, because, you know, I do need a little shine from time to time. And my friends at Merry Maids can make it happen with guaranteed satisfaction, screened and trained employees, bonded and insured performance, even a free consultation. Merry Maids can customize cleanings to fit most budgets and fit your busy schedule with cleanings on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or an on-call basis. Merry Maids will deep clean your home on that first visit, something that you've probably been wanting to do, but you don't have to. Call Merry Maids, relax, and it's clean. Right here in Tallahassee, call 386-2205 or find them online at merrymaids.com. That's 386-2205. Now we're really talking. Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny. So we're back. We're talking with these two fine uh, businessmen, uh, Jesse and Tyler, uh, owners, proprietors of Backwoods Crossing Restaurant and the Backwoods Bistro. Bistro came first, and you said this earlier, too, that you you crafted the restaurant around the neighborhood, around the setting. What does that mean? How do, how do you do that? What do you look for, I guess? Well, um, you try and keep the same feel. Like, whatever, like with my passion for food, I basically have like an idea of what food I want to produce. And then you basically have to give the community something that it doesn't have already. Because it's, I mean, that's the constant challenge is keeping your menu evolving too. And because yeah. just like anything, if you do the same thing over and over again, it gets repetitive and boring. Yeah. So that's why we constantly cycle our menus every two or three months. We put we just make little changes here and there. Oh. Sometimes major changes depending on what it is, and just constantly watch the flow of food because what's what's not what's selling, what's just, not, yeah. yeah, exactly. And keep, keep things changing, and that's what's really exciting about the crossing is we have our garden creation menu that Tyler mentioned earlier. That every single Tuesday we kind of develop ideas for what to go on the menu that's mm-hmm. growing in our garden. And then Wednesday at five p.m. we always drop the new garden creation menu that we run for a week. So we always have, like, every single week we have a new six or seven dishes that are we didn't even know we were going to be doing the week before. And then all of a sudden these come out of nowhere from uh-huh. our gardener shows up with an apple melon. And we're like, what's an apple melon? And then we literally just do, like, play with it for a little while, me and my head chef and a couple other people. And then all of a sudden we have some magical dish that we have, like, an apple golden watermelon compote that we put on, like, a skin on salmon. and yeah, That's very cool. So, uh, so how, is, how does the... The labor get divided between the two of you. Uh, I mean, Jesse, you seem to have the grasp of the menu and 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 working with the your executive chef. So then, Tyler, is is that also what you do, or how I, do you? I do all of the front of the house management. So oh, I do okay. a lot of paperwork. I uh, create and design the bar menu and drinks, and ah. I babysit the servers. Right, talk right. to customers, make sure they're happy, put yeah. out fires and when they're not happy. And he can fix anything in the world. If something <laughs> breaks, he'll fix it. So he's also head of maintenance and operations. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah, that. I actually have a degree in mechanical engineering, and so I Is that right? kind of have a, a hobby That's fixing cool. toilets now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, fantastic. Yeah, we're kind of like the dynamic duo because we both have, we have the same mindset and the same goal, but we literally... Are push, we're pushing towards the same thing, but we have yeah. different passions in the same field, kind of. Like, we right. love being in hospitality and being surrounded by people. Mm. And then I, like, have a passion for food, and I'm really well leading the back part of the kitchen. Like, I'm the executive chef, and I have a head chef and a, a whole skew of other people. 
and then Tyler has like the same control over his front of the house people and has like oh he's very bar he can, manager front yeah. of house manager <laughs> and he can and he can deal with the customers a lot better than I can too. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed too from this article and folks if you are unfamiliar with it there is an article in the current edition of Tallahassee Family Magazine uh, entitled Restaurant in the Front Farm in the Back. And uh, I want to think this is Tyler. You were quoted saying that you have this grow room in the front, which is sort of a, a nursery. And then you said we start all our seedlings in there. And once they're ready to go outside, we transplant them into the greenhouse out back. After that, we put them in the ground and, and farm them on site. So there's, I mean, you talked about quail and chickens and eggs. And then you have this from seedling all the way through. You, yeah. you guys like being involved in the process, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we have a grow room. It's probably 10 feet by 20 feet, and it's it's all stainless steel. It's got lights in it. And in the uh, winter, it's slammed full, completely full, because we're starting everything to get it ready for spring. I would imagine. And then we'll transfer it out to the greenhouse once it gets too big and then kind of let it propagate. And then when it's big enough to put in the ground, put it in the ground if it's warm enough outside. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't freeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single plant that we grow on site is started from seed at the crossing. We literally start, like we buy, we shop around for heirloom seeds throughout the southeast because that's where or where we are, you know. We try and keep yeah. it, like, pretty local. And then we just start them up from seed, and all of a sudden, four or five months later, we have beautiful fruit that sometimes wow. we don't even know we're getting until we're holding it in our hands, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'd say 99% of it you wouldn't be able to find in a supermarket. We're, we're growing really heirloom stuff that's just unique and crazy and out there. Ah. Uh. Is, so, I mean, where do you go to find heirloom seeds? The the most popular or my favorite website I found is called rareseeds.com. And they just have, like, more seeds than you ever know what to do with. And it's just people that have cross-pollinated and played with the genetics of, of plants for a while. And they will combine, like, an apple with a melon. And then they have, like, some really crazy apple melon, which I talked about before. And then it's yeah. this really cool, like, unique product. And then we have, like, habanadas. People do the same thing. We have peppers on site that are growing that have the flavor of habanero, but more like the heat of a jalapeno. So you can enjoy the, the taste of habanero more because habaneros are great, but they're yeah, yeah. kind of hard on you sometimes. <laughs> rough, yeah. Very cool. Did you guys do this kind of stuff when you were kids? I mean, were you into horticulture and our, growing stuff? Or? Our parents had a little garden that we were involved with. I mean, yeah. we also, a big thing when we were growing up, we, our, my dad had shiitake logs that he pumped out. Like he had 1,600 shiitake logs, and he would just mass produce shiitakes. And we actually kind of followed his footsteps there we have about 300 logs on site at the crossing oh my goodness and every four or five weeks we produce about 20 to 30 pounds and we include those on our menu as well um so we're trying to do like a little bit of everything and just eventually the goal is to have like maybe this time next year have just a 12 to 14 out of menu that rotates based on what we're yeah. growing on site yeah. and, and source within 100 miles even our proteins we want to get away from the entire menu yeah yeah that's pictures and things like that you know we want right, to be right. focused on like every single thing changing which is really exciting yeah. <laughs> you talked about it a little bit earlier the tough aspects of being in restaurant business as a, as an enterprise the toughest part may be following what people are looking for right and you talked about bringing the restaurant to the community that you're serving rather than saying hey here's our idea hope you like it um has that worked well i mean has Tala, how has it been for you to with uh, with your own patrons? Are they receiving this well? I mean, yeah, we had like an incredibly successful reception from the community. I mean, they've just they've been really really excited, it. and they just they just love it. 
Yeah, people really pick up on the fact that we have a rotating menu, and about once once or twice a week we have random customers or friends or family or whatever just show up and they challenge us they'll bring in like a bucket of pecans <laughs> up in their yeah. tree or whatever it may be you know and when we just take it on as like sure. a challenge they know it on the menu <laughs> maybe whether it's satsumas or pecans or Very cool. frog legs whatever it is you know we're, we're gonna try and sell it well you're right there on that canal so you could probably Start harvesting your own. Start gigging right out right the property. Mean, there. you know, <laughs> a little gator tail wouldn't hurt. Right? Yeah, we actually do gator tail. I uh, I go gator hunting about once a year, and huh. when season's there, get a couple yeah. tags, and the tags are allow me to sell them on site. So I process sure. about three gators a year, wow. and we'll sell the gator that I actually kill on the menu. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, what's the toughest part about business in general? for you we probably have different minds about it maybe but for me i would say it's the staffing we have a constant like over like our staffing Mm. we have like a really tight core group of people that's been around for a while and will be there for who knows how long but we have a a a underlying constant change of servers and dishwashers and things like that college town i mean yeah exactly people coming and going um what do you like most about it i mean there's a lot of things that you've you've already given us but what what is it that really gets you most excited every time someone asks me that i, I say it's uh, not having a boss <laughs> uh, other than so, your brother right, right yeah we're kind of sure. each other's boss but it, it works out really yeah, well yeah, we feed yeah. off each other we're always constantly challenging each other yeah. and pushing each other which is why we've got to where we are yeah. whenever we never really have slack days because if i slack he lets me know i'm slacking <laughs> i mean he is the front end guy man. Yeah. <laughs> i would say my favorite part of it is the adrenaline rush of like a saturday night when you have uh when you turn over about five or six hundred covers in about four or five hours and you have an eight-man line in the back, and you're leading it and control. You're like only have two hands, but you're controlling twelve, you know, or even more. It's like you're. It's the flow and the adrenaline rush and mm-hmm. and whatever. But I mean, that's that feeds into my nature though of why I got into it because I am an adrenaline junkie. I'm like I've surrounded myself with skydiving and wakeboarding and snowboarding, and I just when I'm not working. So I'm this is to a find, piece of cake for oh, you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's, <laughs> no pun intended, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely that's what it is for me. Is uh, my favorite part is like sweating and moving as fast as you can for seven hours during dinner rush and uh-huh. then of it all you hear is people just ranting and raving about how awesome the uh-huh. food was uh-huh. and not having it not even skipping a beat and making like 12 minute ticket times and there just you go. having that constant chase for that, perfection that, this is great thank you for being here absolutely for having us. i feel inspired i'm gonna go do <laughs> something all right. all right jesse and tyler rice so there you have it a conversation with jesse and tyler rice talking about the beginnings of this remarkable Backwoods Crossing restaurant, and they have the Trident restaurant down there in Panacea now. Stay with me, folks. I've got more coming up after the top of the hour. In 1945, Jack Whitten started a glass company in Tallahassee. Now over 75 years and three generations later, it's still working every day, doing just as Jack wanted, giving his customers real solutions for replacing window glass, providing custom-cut mirrors, and supplying superior bath and shower enclosures. Local building contractors know Whitten Glass takes care of Tallahassee business. They prefer Whitten because of their precision and mastery of eye-catching storefront glass and countertop glass. It's a fact. When you choose Whitten Glass, you're working with real glass people who will take care of you to your complete satisfaction. It's what Jack Whitten wanted, and it's been the Whitten way of doing business for over 75 years. Whitten Glass, Tallahassee's first family in glass since 1945. Call Whitten Glass today or visit them online 
850-222-5781 or woodenglass.com. Welcome back to the second hour of Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny, reminding you that you can email us, topics at moosemagnificat.com. If you have a guest in mind or a topic you'd like us to bring to the attention of all of you marvelous peoples who listen to the broadcast week to week, uh, be sure to do so. Topics at moosemagnificat.com. And by the way, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the word, Magnificat simply refers to a song of praise to the Lord. And that was Mary's song of thanksgiving and praise when she was delivered the news that she would be bearing a son. And that that son was the manifestation, the fulfillment of the promise of God So the Magnificat for us, the Moose Magnificat, is that celebration, that song of thanksgiving and praise with the various number of musicians, those local musicians who bring us their good work. It's the only radio station that features all local artists all the time, their original songs. So if you want to hear the sound of Tallahassee, well, that's the place to go, Moose Magnificat. Dot com. We air uh, this broadcast on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. So if you want to listen in then, that's a good thing. If you're an early riser, well, man, you need to tune in to 93.3 FM in Tallahassee. That's real talk. It'll be up there with Greg Tish, Matty Rowe, you know, because that's like their, that's their prime time. 7 o'clock, right, Greg? Yeah. And he's he's over there drinking his coffee and listening in and having a good time. Glad to know that you're among the people who uh, have said back to us so many times how much they appreciate the broadcast, how much they learn and enjoy, as we are today, learning from um, you know Jesse and Tyler Rice in the first hour, conversation from a f- few years back which is our pleasure. We'd like to bring back to you some of those archived moments. Um, And by the way, all of that is available to you online as well. If you go to TallahasseeTalks.com, you go to the search there, search on whatever, or there are uh, various broadcasts, I should say shows, episodes of Tallahassee Talks that you can see displayed there for you. You might see one that you missed and want to listen to or listen again. We do a repeat broadcast of the show on Moose Sunday afternoons at 3 o'clock. It's a good place to hang when you're, you know, Sunday afternoon and you just want to sit back. At that point, whatever you're doing, uh, take a moment, take it with you. And that's the thing about radio is that you don't have to watch it. Uh, man, you know, you can cook with it, you can drive your car with it, you can, you know, darn your socks with it, Uh, yeah, or you can just sit there in your big old lounger, (laughs) eating snacks, 
But uh, radio has, for that reason, I think, maintained its its uh, life force. And I started in radio when I was 17, back in Seattle town, and uh, ran a radio station here in Tallahassee for about 10 years. That's where I met Art Myers back in the day. He and I were on-air personalities, we'd say nowadays. We were just jocks, DJs, playing music. It was the only Christian radio station in the market at the time, WCVC. AM, 1330. Man. 6 AM to sunset every day. Of course, that would shift through the through the through the summertime months through the eastern daylight time months so it'd go a little bit longer those those were the days man that, <laughs> uh some of them I just as soon not recall but most of it was was really remarkable uh because we were among such dedicated people people who really believed in bringing good news to the world and WCBC certainly did that but we are fortunate in that these days it's a lot easier. You don't have to have a, you know, piece of land and a tower and, you know, broadcast license, all this jazz that can be very costly. Uh, so we have our, our beautiful, lovely, wonderful Moose Magnificat radio streaming live 24 7, 365 across the globe. So we have listeners in various parts of the world that show up. We know that because our software tracks the location of, you know, the individual uh, that may be listening on what kind of device and all that kind of stuff. And so it's great to know that we're getting out there with the sound of Tallahassee. And uh, as we talk about this marvelous little town of ours, uh, difficult to have a conversation without acknowledging the contributions of people like uh, Giorgio Quakos, who with his brother Jimmy arrived in Tallahassee back in the late 60s. Huh. Or I guess mid-60s. Yeah. 1966. Moved from Greece to Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, his brother Jimmy, older brother, who we lost here just a couple months ago back in August. Sadly enough, he was a great man. But he and Jimmy, or he and uh, Jimmy and Giorgio, uh, then they teamed up and they began doing what they've done for these many years, creating these marvelous restaurants that all of us have benefited from. And it's an interesting premise when you think about how much local restaurants, especially, um, and I mean locally owned, uh, conceived, managed, uh, catered uh, solutions that help to better define who we are, I think. Help to reveal more about what we care about. Um, it's hard to talk about certain cities around the country without thinking of what they're famous for. Philadelphia, right there, okay. Chicago, how about New Orleans? Yep, uh, Seattle. There's a restaurant in Seattle called Thirteen Coins that is legendary. And I want to tell you right now, uh, 
Yeah, Giorgio's over there on the parkway that formerly was known as the Torreya Grill. They had gone through some some changes in names and such, but they really settled on. And you're going to hear this in just a minute as we talk with uh, the man Giorgio and his daughter Lenny. But how it was that they settled on uh, changing the name to Giorgio because it encompasses so much of this history and so many of the people that have connected with one another. How many, you know, uh, bridal parties and graduation parties and birthdays and holidays, uh, golly, uh, and the and the and the people that have made their way through the doors of this restaurant, and have worked into the fabric of what is Tallahassee's restaurant scene. <laughs> you have to say uh, that this family, Giorgio, and all of them, uh, who have been devoted to this task, and now with with Lenny's, I mean, her commitment is sizable. Uh, this is a, a legacy, I think. This is a legacy f- restaurant that will continue on for for a long time. We certainly hope so. And from, from all indications, now yeah, they've, they've got the right formula, they've got the right people. And what you're going to hear from Giorgio especially is they've got the right attitude. You know, one of the questions I want to ask him is, hey, um, What's the you know, what's the formula for success? How do you account for all of these many years and all of the success that you've enjoyed? And why have you chosen to be here? Why Tallahassee, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Orlando, South Florida? This is a guy who could have gone anywhere, but he chose to stay here. I think you'll find it interesting to hear why he made that decision. Stay with me. Folks, there are four ways to shine in life, and Merry Maids has it all going on. Experience, reliability, thoroughness, and professionalism. Well, that's why we rely on Merry Maids right here at our studios, because, you know, I do need a little shine from time to time. And my friends at Merry Maids can make it happen with guaranteed satisfaction, screened and trained employees, bonded and insured performance, even a free consultation. Merry Maids can customize cleanings to fit most budgets and fit your busy schedule with cleanings on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or an on-call basis. Merry Maids will deep clean your home on that first visit, something that you've probably been wanting to do, but you don't have to. Call Merry Maids. Relax, and it's clean. Right here in Tallahassee, call 386-2205 or find them online at merrymaids.com. That's 386-2205. Giorgio Cuecos is a well-established Greek-American restaurateur with a career spanning over five decades. His culinary training began with some of the top chefs in Athens, Greece, and in 1966, he moved from Greece to Tallahassee, Florida. It was here that his local restaurant career began working with his brother, Jimmy. And Jimmy's restaurant there on North Monroe Street was legendary. He opened his first restaurant, the Spartan Restaurant and Caucus Rooms, 1969, at the Duval Hotel, then the Duval. Went through a lot of transitions there and then followed its success with a string of successful 
fondly remembered restaurants such as the Brothers Three, uh, the Brothers Three by the Sea. I remember that one. My favorite. Oh, my God. <laughs> Country Inn Barbecue, or BBQ, The Surf and Turf. That was a great one. Torea Grill, and now Giorgio's Fine Food and Spirits. And so it is with that fanfare that we welcome our good friend and a friend to so many people in this town, Giorgio. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful, buddy. I'm lucky to be in here. You are a blessing to all of us for the way in which you have brought so much good. And it's not only what shows up on the table, we'll say, but it's what shows up in your everyday life. It's what goes on behind the scenes. It's the way that you have connected with so many people in this town and across the region, across the country. People who will say of you, oh yeah, I know Giorgio, great guy, gave so much to us, helped us so much. Uh, You represent for me personally a kind of um, standard there's a kind of um, tenacity and resolve about your willingness to take risk, which you certainly did in your early days. And then each time that you transition from one venue to the next, from one restaurant to the next concept, it's a remarkable thing. You've done it in spades. And of course, you and your brother, Jimmy, and let me just stop right there to say we are saddened that we lost him back in August, and I Thank know you. it's been a tough, tough loss. Uh, when you think about the many years you and your brother worked together, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of you and Jimmy? You know, the things for he told me to be kidding with. My brother, he said exactly. The Tallahassee is the wonderful people, very yeah. friendly. And he said, George and I, we will be successful if you stay here, don't go to New York. And that's it. I stay. And it was, he was all right. Everything, the people were so wonderful. Everyone I met him, huh. it's, it's my, little, my brother's little restaurant, they wanted me to, to try Russell Bibi's one. They were trying to teach me English because I didn't know too much <laughs> English at all. And yeah. then, Bobby Jett, so many people, so yes. many people. I met so wonderful people there. Yes. I remember Donald Tucker. Huh. Donald Tucker was only the first of the house member, and it was a very young, good-looking guy with the dress, tremendous. And I would ask him, my brother, who's this guy? He said, it's Donald Tucker, he's only, and he's good, we'll go vote for him. Yeah, no, me, I didn't have anybody yet. And she know if he went. And after about a couple of years, maybe a year later, you can be so close friends. Uh-huh. All these people, you know. Yes. Don, he helped me to, with, with, with the walk hotel, solid, and then everything else. Yes. He wanted me to open the caucus room downtown. Uh-huh. But at the same time, they opened the, the governor's club. And, and then I say, no, I'm not going to be competition with my best customers. Let it do it that way. I do my way yeah. every day. My regular customers I have for so many years. Right. And right. it was working fine. I have not yet found anybody who knows you that won't say, oh, yeah, he's a good friend. He's a good friend. There are many ways in which you could be easily uh, recognized for your achievements and your contributions. But uh, to me, 
that is the most notable. Uh, oh yes, Thank you. I know Giorgio. Oh yeah, he's he's such a good guy, and we're fortunate that we have Lenny here with us because she can verify all of this. <laughs> you and I love each other, so it, you know. But uh, let me introduce you, Lenny Spears. Quakos Spears. Lenny, how are you? I'm doing well, Brian. Thank you. How are you doing? W- wonderfully. And if I'm not mistaken, you're named after a Greek goddess. Is that correct? My real name is Eleni, which is in English is Helena. So yes. Aha. Uh-huh. So so I think uh, now Georgie is over here winking at me because we know <laughs> that we know that uh, you she's the it's princess. Yes, yes, I get it. We um, make a good team. And, I mean. Uh, and my, and my mother, we can't leave Karen out. She's the one that's behind the scenes that, that really has shaped the restaurants that we've yes. had, you know, going on since the 80s. So behind every great <clears throat> goddess, there is a mom. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes, Remed- yes. yes. Yeah. yeah she's, she does a lot for a us. A mentor, a, a coach, a uh, comforter. Definitely. And I've been and, blessed enough to learn from both of them and, and carry on this smart legacy. smart woman from what I've understood. She's very too. smart. Very, very sharp. smart. Thank you. Somebody who knows how to add. It's always helpful in business. You need that. Mathematics, <laughs> you know, the arithmetic. And that speaks to something I'm curious about so many times and having grown up in and around the restaurant business myself, uh, the challenges you face mm-hmm. uh, just in cost management alone. And we're just talking food costs. We haven't talked about the price of equipment and real estate. Labor. And labor. All the overhead. And all of the overhead. Right. And, you, and I think you're fond of saying, what, it's like a, an orchestral performance? It's. Well, I just feel like the business, especially when I'm in service, I feel mm. like uh. the maestro. Yeah. And I have all these different instruments coming in and out. Yes. And we're making this song and we're making this beautiful music. Yes. And if one person's off key, if one thing's not working properly, then it doesn't sound good. It doesn't feel good. Uh. So my goal is every day is to make sure that the music is beautiful and everybody's working together right. as a team and everything is smooth. Of course, it's not always going to be flawless. You know, we uh. do everything the hard way, which is why people love <laughs> us. Um, but we, we take on that challenge and... <laughs> You know, we've learned so much from George and our chef, Grant Bean. He's been with us since 1995. Grant is He's awesome. phenomenal. He um, is. He's basically family now. So, yeah, you know, whether he likes it or not, we've right, adopted him. You know, we, okay. <laughs> we all just work together so well, and that's what's made this whole thing be able to stay Critical. going for so long. Um, yes. But the biggest figure, of course, is my dad, George Giorgio. He's yeah. he's he's the, the mastermind behind everything in that restaurant and i still to this day if i'm wanting to do something i say dad what do you think what do you think i truly value his opinion indeed um yeah i'm I'm, i consider myself extremely lucky to be his daughter and my mom's daughter and be a part of this restaurant that i love and you know i've worked for them since i was a teenager you know part part time Uh, in the summer times i would beg please let me work at the restaurant you know i'd be 13 14 years old doing Uh, the cash register in the summers and um, it just continued on and I decided in my teens that this was going to be my career and I was going to take it on. And yeah. so that's where I'm, that's where I did. And this is where I'm still, you, you would what be I'm still considered doing. the heir apparent, I think, in this so dynasty. We're, yeah, and, we're, we have a good time together. And, and what a history. I mean, I, I rattled off the names of these, uh, not just restaurants, but these were iconic. And a, a little personal story that I'll share very briefly. My wife and I first met in 1978. I'd been in town two weeks. 
uh, we were both at Florida State University in graduate school and just good friends. In the spring of 79, we had our first date and we were at the Spartan restaurant at Duval Hotel and met Giorgio and Jimmy that evening. <laughs> that is uh, one of the fondest, of course, our first date together. I mean, the first time we'd ever had pine wine. The Retsina? Yes. 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 Very unusual. Very it is. distinctive. It is. Right. But in the course of our living in Tallahassee, my wife and I, our four uh, kids, now all adults, um, we followed you. Wherever you. you went, Thank you. for it was it was Giorgio's, and then well the Spartan, and yes, Brothers Three, and and eventually the Torreya Grill, yeah, and then Giorgio's, and which for me is like your crown jewel. It's it's just this crowning achievement in what has been a remarkable career. We've got Giorgio Cuecos with us here, and Lenny Spears. We're going to continue this conversation talking about this wonderful family and this wonderful contribution, the Cuecos family. You stay with me. We've got more. Hi, I'm Josh, and this is an ad for Super Signs. We were going to do an ad that was funny or maybe really dramatic. You know, something clever. But that just didn't work. So... I'm just going to tell you, Super Signs is great. I mean, they're really great. And it's not just me saying it. Lots of people posting and talking to their friends. Here's one. We are so happy with all our signs and banners by Super Signs. Highly recommend. Here's another. These guys are awesome. They run their business with great quality and service. Our lighted sign looks fantastic. I can't rave enough. Super Signs does the really big stuff, like outdoor lighted signs, vehicle wraps, wall murals, and all the banners, the yard signs, and indoor signs, too. So for your business or your birthday party, Super Signs is your sign company. So that's it. That's our ad. Super Signs is great. I mean, really, really, really great. You should call them, 422-1883, or go to their website, yoursupersigns.com. How's that for clever? We're back. We're talking with Giorgio Cuecos and his beautiful goddess-like daughter, Lenny, who together create this um, environment that fosters not only a, a great dining experience, uh, but they do it consistently. And that's the, that's the thing I want to get at. And the diversity. The, the menu really offers all kinds of things that I suppose come from all these other prior. Is that kind of how it worked? Well, basically, um, when we opened up Giorgio's in the Carriage Gate Shopping Center in yeah. 1994, yeah. um, the menu now truly echoes that menu then I and see. that menu was based on world cuisine you know obviously yeah. my father he's he's greek um but we wanted to highlight just fine dining in general and mm. do different things from different places in the world and you'll you're obviously going to have that mediterranean influence more than anything else on the menu but we highlight our quality ingredients that's one thing that my dad's always always been a stickler about over the years is you have to have the best the best steaks the best fish. Correct. It has to be fresh. I'm not going to get it if it's coming from wherever. It needs to come from the Gulf. This is how he does business. Mm. And it's how he's always done business. If we can't get the fresh fish, Correct. it's 86. Or there's mm. no restaurant lingo. That right, means right. that we're out. we're out for tonight until yep. we get our fresh fish in. And yep. that's just been something that he's always done. Um, the Giorgio's menu that originally came out in 1994, the menu we have now echoes a lot of those same dishes. I'd say about 60% of the menu is those original dishes. When you think of how you can best create the ideal 
dining experience? What's the first? What what what's the list? The top the top thing you have to love the people and love the business, you know, and, mm-hmm. and your employees. You got to have the employee love your employees and work you with them. A lot of people they're not working with the employees. They let it go. Blah blah blah. You know, you yeah. got to work with the people. And if you lose your passion, you cannot motivate. And then you find. But so far, I'm lucky mm-hmm. to have wonderful, wonderful employees. Yes. And I'm so proud of that, number one. And then the, I remember one tall guy, chef, it was Canadian, Greek Canadian, he make a speech and he say, if your quality go down, your business go down. Yeah, yeah. So we keep the quality high standard. And that's what we promise the people because I love people. You know, I can't wait to go back to work. We close on Sunday and Monday, and my wife said, George, stay home, relax. I got to go see my restaurant. <laughs> you know, I have to go see my people every night. He said, well, you stay home tonight. No, I, I entertain myself, all of you. You came over my place. That, that is, I respect respect me, but, mm-hmm. you know, very much, and yes. I respect people. So yes. it was, again, Back to the, my brother Jimmy, he said they were wonderful people in Tallahassee. They are. Look at that. They ne- never be anyway. I got the college, wonderful. I got the politicians, wonderful. Both of colleges. I got yeah. a lot of family this year, yes. th- this year, and oh, the, this year all the universities in town are all the university. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, I mean, just I can't believe myself. Yes. You know how wonderful people they are, and they they they, they love me. So yeah. I cannot stay home. This is retired. I'm 89 years old. I don't care. The, 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 my sisters say the life started after 90. You got here. <laughs> you got here in 66. Six. And here we are in 23, 2023. Mm-hmm. What has? How has Tallahassee changed? A lot changes, my friend. What comes to mind? A lot of changes. First of all, the a lot of people came to Tallahassee and blend with the, yeah. the, the, the 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 tradition where we have the you know the Tallahassee yeah, people, yeah. The, the, the old school. Yeah, yeah, the old school. You see, what they say, Tallahassee was the best kept secret. Ah. When I came to Tallahassee, nobody knows the Tallahassee was keeping the best kept, kept secret. Yeah, yeah. They were wonderful. They were over downtown Monroe Street. There was two lanes away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then the first Northwood Mall opened in yep. 1969. And then, you know, they, most of it, but anyway, there was, there was all the restaurants they owned by Greeks and Italians. There was no franchise at all, uh. except the one McDonald's. In Tennessee Street, yep. and there was one Kentucky Fried Chicken and Monroe Street down the street for me, and there was the Channel Six television station, only one on Monroe yes, Street. Yes, right. And my brother Jimmy had all of them, you know, for breakfast and lunch, and most of them for dinner. Yeah, and, and, and they were so wonderful to be in Tallahassee, my friend. I can yeah. describe it. I can stay all day, all night long to tell you. Yes. How wonderful the people have been to be, you know. How can I stay home? How can I retire? Which be yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. be able to retire. No right, right. financial. I'm not, you know, tragedy to work for the money. I work for my people. I love it. So here we have the the, the top three. If I'm if I'm hearing this correctly, Lenny, help me here. 
first of all, you have to love people. Yes. And you have, and that includes everybody. You Starting, have to love your customers. You have to love the business that you're in. And the people working with you. And mostly. then the people yeah. that you have you're, to, you have to love your, your employees, work your with your employees, yeah. understand some people, sometimes people have a bad day, you know, give people chances. Don't just write people off. All right. So that's number one. Then is the quality. Of You've course. You've got right. to maintain yes. your standards. And maybe I'm, I'm, I'm filling in the blank here, but I hear in this last comment from you, Giorgio, be willing and able to adapt to the changing world around you. Yes. Right? Yep. Yep. So Tallahassee is not what it was in 66 by any means. And we do have more than one TV station now. Yes. So <laughs> with that... It is it been has it been more difficult to compete? We'll say on a business Very level with much. all of the other franchised operations and all the multi number of media outlets, all that. Well, when you know, we discussed the restaurants when my father first got here in '66, I mm. wasn't here yet, so I can't really right. attest to right. um, You're personally that how that was. Um, but I, I will say that at growing up, Georgia's we opened that '94. I was 14. And throughout the years, there's been more and more competition, which can make it a little more difficult. But Georgia, I'm sorry, but Tallahassee has also grown with population. There's more mm, people here. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of respect for restaurants that stick around for a long period of time. Yes. Of course, people always want to see what's hot and what's new. And I, I can't blame them. That's interesting. Sure. But we have this this place in the community that people, they know us, they, they're our friends. I mean, my dad, we all think about all of our customers as our friends mm. and you know, we love the business we're in and we just mm. go into work every day. And like you said, try to knock it out of the park. Mm -hmm, I mean, not mm -hmm, every day is mm -hmm. a home run, but we do our best to try mm -hmm. and get there. And if we do make mistakes, we learn from those mistakes and we just keep going. Well, in, in, see, in, go ahead. You see, the franchise, all the big restaurants, they can't compete the quality. They might compete anything else, you know, they have, but they can't go to get a fresh fish, get clean yes. it. Yes. Because right. if they got me to clean the fish, I find all the job left, and then I find nobody else. You uh, they go back to the frozen. All of these things, they, yes. most of it is, or I know, I read very well, most of it, the, the 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 salad is fr frozen. Mm. Is prefabricated. Prefabricated. Yeah. Trying to say. Yeah, not not yep. quality. What we do? I'm gonna cut the fish. I'm gonna cut the cheeks. I'm gonna cut the throats. Everything for the fish. For the fish, we clean our fish from whole yes. fish a, a lot of the time. Yeah. And yes. we use everything. I mean, the bones they go for the stock. Sure. Um, when I started the, the business, I have, part. <laughs> I have the experience. We take a half cow, in 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 the Duval Hotel, big kitchen, and they have. Very hand, yeah. hand of the cow, side of beef, and I yeah. cut all of them. You know what I mean? Wow. Hand Break cut. it down. Yeah, I supposed to be. Wow. I see. You don't find nobody no. anymore. No. no, no. I don't but even see, know if how many people still know how to do the, that. The the best restaurants were I associated with where I came over. It was the George Spaghetti House. Yep. And Silver Sleeper. Yep. And um, you know the guy brown the, was the Brown Derby around? Yes. In those days? No, the Brown Derby came after. Later. We opened the Brothers Three. The Brothers Three oh. we opened seventy five. Okay. And you know Bobby Bowd before he died too. Yes. About a week and a half before he died, he came into the restaurant. This is I'm gonna cry anyway. And he, he he he's and his wife and and and, and uh, Tommy and his wife. They came oh. over for, and he said Bobby. He said to me he was very healthy, very good, very sharp. I got the picture for him. Yeah. He said, George, you remember the first dinner I had? It was your restaurant. Mm. 
Se Baba, I remember like yesterday, if they was in a Duval Hotel, they interviewed him. I was in the caucus room and back. They interviewed him, and then when he finished, he told me that. And the guy was working the next booth, he heard. He was praying for Bobby. And less about, they've been about, I don't know, a month ago, he came over and said, George, you remember what Bobby tell you? Uh-huh. You catch it, you better believe it. I'll take a picture right there. And I told Bob, I remember it's like he said, they say, George, it was great. I mean, great. <laughs> Bobby's talking that. Very Interesting that you that. say that love, love, love is the beginning and ending of your success because I think of Bobby Bowden in that way, how he loved yes. his assistant coaches, he yes. loved his players, oh. he loved mm-hmm. the fans. And now we have Mike Norvell, yes, who, good. in my opinion, is following that same yeah, lead. Right. And you watch the way he cares for his yeah, players, correct. his staff. Yeah, folks, this is what it's about. Find a way to bring love to bear yeah. in whatever enterprise we're after. And uh, according to Giorgio, we will be successful. Stay with me. We've got a little bit more with this beautiful yes. man and his daughter. We're back and we're talking with this lovely George, Giorgio Cuecos, who uh, uh, we could spend another couple of hours, I think, with you, Giorgio, and, and still not run out of stories to tell and the people you've served and those who have loved you and you've loved them. And this very lovely companion, your daughter, Lenny Spears, who we've all fallen in love with now this is yeah this is a thing so absolutely you're a blessed man and you have extended that then in so many different ways we talked a little bit about the the challenges of the business side how do you maintain i guess your your enthusiasm how do you keep that I mean, because, and and it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, because we're all faced with hardships and disappointments mm-hmm. and such. What's what's the key to that, do you think? I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I love people. I love what I'm doing. I can't wait to go see my people open up mm-hmm. and see your faces come over. You know what I mean? Celebrate. And I had a cousin, first cousin, Jimmy Coy, because in Alabama, we call every day. He passed away, the poor guy. Anyway, mm. he called me all the time. He said, George, we're in the best business. <laughs> I don't want to be a doctor, he said, <laughs> because I look at the most sick people and everything. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> we're yeah. laughing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're in the business. We serve good food. We see the most beautiful people everywhere. Right. They have the Bright Star Restaurant in uh, Bessemer, Alabama. Uh, uh, very years. well-known restaurant. And so uh, every night, I, I, can, I can attest to this. I was at the restaurant phone would ring oh it's your cousin jimmy and they would talk on the phone every day and talk about uh, business so we, we miss him we have so wonderful time we we'll never get tired of it you see if you love what you do and you sure, never sure. get tired you will, i play golf two three times a week whatever you know invite me to go sure you know i'm you know just uh matter of fact we will play your mandora next week and, <laughs> yeah. looking forward to it Dad. <laughs> yeah so, who's the better golfer oh he is by far oh okay i'm the better yeah. driver though on the golf carts so. ah <laughs> just kidding you gotta have that <laughs> yeah. I, I like to play in queens play everywhere they invite sure, me sure. anyway but we have a little property in Queens. We go that way. I like to play. There. That's a nice course up that way. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yes. Right. So, if you were not doing restaurant, 
you said this is what I love to do. It's it's I love the people. I love everything about it. But if you could imagine, if it was, would there be anything else in life that you would do other than maybe play golf? Would you have been a professional golfer? <laughs> you know, like I say, it's very hard for me to change it. Imagine, yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up this kind of business. I was very talented. I see people, yeah. and I learned for them so wonderful mm-hmm. how you'd be success in a business yep. or yep. how you'd be successful in your life. First of all, I, I have to brag for my wife. I was lucky, like I told you, mm-hmm. to have a wonderful wife. She's Did you meet here bad. in Tallahassee? Yeah. I find a Spartan restaurant. Oh. <laughs> we ma- we marry like like my wife and I. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's actually wonderful. Apparently, the Spartan had magical properties. I met my to husband it. at Giorgio's. So oh my goodness! <laughs> well, no wonder. Okay, she, she, she's a wonderful person. Yeah, she know guitar. She playing any. You know how restaurant business stuff they are. Yes. And but she tough enough. You know, wow. she, and sometimes when I get help, you know, bookkeeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's running on top. Mm-hmm. She's, she's sharp. Top. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a good friend of mine now. He got a sick and I came around bottom block. And he said, behind you, George, <laughs> my is Karen. Yes. <laughs> my wife. Right. She is something. so true. Yes. He's, he's always keeping me, you know, in a line. You know, if I do something sure. wrong or whatever. Sure. And you know, we, we communicate together. We have a wonderful family. We are everything in the world. Yes. But I, I lost my brother and I mm. lost my stepson, which mm. be, he was he was 52 years old. Mm. Yeah, mm. died unexpectable, but anyway, we mm. we love him and, and, and he lived his life where he's going to be. So, mm. but. Which is to say, like all of us, you're acquainted with loss yes. and with disappointments and heartaches, just like the rest of us. But then th- there is this sustaining drive to love people, to enjoy what you do. Yeah. And it, it seems to me then, uh, if you were going to advise someone just getting started in business, not necessarily restaurant. But what do you say to the people who are in their 20s? You know, maybe they're in college or maybe they're just getting started out there in business. What do you say? I did, and I advise a lot of people. They ask you, what's your success, George? I told them, first, you got to love what you're doing. Make your mind what you're doing. You have a hard road. Sometimes they're not be all smooth. Beauty. They got to stay with them. Or you don't, you don't do it. But you know, loving what you're doing, yeah. and constantly stay with them. You know, a lot of people, you know, they say, "Oh, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change this, jump, yeah, yeah. jump, jump, nothing." It's just like you marry, divorce, 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 divorce. It's so nothing. what? Yeah, no, nothing. It's just. So you got to be consistent. You got to stay with it. Thank you. Consistency. Yep. What are you doing? And stay with them. Okay. Don't give up. Don't give don't up. Give yeah, you got to have up. that grit. You got to be tough. If something's not going yeah. the way you want, you don't want it to go. Turn it around. So you, Work on that. Lenny, are are principally then um, the this next generation of restaurateurs, and you find yourself with this wonderful opportunity. Do you imagine your Self doing this the rest of your life, or how does that fit for you? Or do you try to think that's the plan, Brian? Even, that's okay. the plan. Right. I mean, I've been doing he this now it. for 30 years, and 
Hopefully I get another 30 years into it, maybe even longer. And I just want to carry on my dad, my mom and dad's legacy and my, you know, my uncle, my whole family. I mean, I'm just very proud of mm. everything that's been created from their hard work and dedication. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I try to get better and better every day and, and think about how much hard work everybody's put into this and just carry sure it enough. on as best I can. Sure enough. She is. I'm proud of her. My daughter, Lenny. Thank mm. you, Dad. Very proud. And it is, it is, it, 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 it does so wonderful job everywhere. Mm-hmm. I watch her. You know, she do a wonderful job everywhere. And yeah. after, it, it's, uh, I'm so proud to mm-hmm. say thank you, Eleni. Mm-hmm. I learned everything about it. You know, you have to understand every single every piece of it. Every single piece, yep. because how can yep. you give directions? How do you know when someone's not doing it correctly? How can you correct <laughs> them if you don't have the knowledge yourself? I remember working with my father in the business. I was working in the uh, um, their main kitchen there at the Washington Athletic Club in Seattle. <laughs> and uh, I was all of uh, 17. Mm-hmm. I was still in high school. And they gave me a job, two jobs. I was there to count the silver every night because they, <laughs> they had a room that was kept under lock and key. And so, and I had to have all oh, my accounting mm-hmm. had to be. So, and one night I caught this uh, uh, server who was uh, had had placed a sterling silver uh, yeah, yeah. coffee server oh, under his nice. coat, and he was coming around to walk out the back door. <laughs> so I said, "Hey, hey, hey! You you know you can't do that." And one of the other servers came and grabbed it out of his hand and hit him in the head with it. <laughs> but it illustrates the point that there are unpredictabilities, and there are ways in which you you just have to be able to dance the dance. Because you just don't know yep. exactly yep. what's yep. going to happen, like any of us. Correct, correct, and I think correct. the biggest way to keep a handle on that is to be present. You know, mm. um, my father, he's there every day. He doesn't miss a day unless something's, he's really sick or something. Yeah. He's there. And uh, if you're there to, to see what's going on in your business, you just can't leave it to others because no one's going to care about it the way that you do. You know, And, and that's, you know. What, that's what it comes down to. I, I'll have to say this, too, as we, we close out uh, today, and I'm sorry to say, we have to say goodbye at this point, but only for now. We we have you back. Uh, whenever we're at your restaurant, we feel like one of the famous people that you have entertained over the years, and that's a distinctive note of notice. You walk into your restaurant, and if if your if your photo isn't up on the wall, you yeah. feel like a star. Because everybody treats you with that same level of oh, we're so glad you're Thank here. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And that that is uh that's a hallmark, I think. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for being a part of this show today. And for the beautiful goddess that you are, Lenny. <laughs> we'll just see you can continue on in this fine family tradition. Folks, there you have it. Uh Giorgio Quecos and Lenny Spears, his beautiful daughter. And it has been our pleasure to have you with us. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Folks, we're the production of Spatterwork Media and Entertainment coming to you from the studios of Moose Magnificat Radio in Tallahassee, streaming online all the time, bringing you all local musicians playing their original songs 24-7. That's the sound of Tallahassee. You'll find it at moosemagnificat.com. Carl Cerny is our executive producer. I will be looking for you again next week. So come on, Tallahassee. Thank you. (laughs) Come talk to me. (laughs) Stay prepared for severe weather all year long. 
Have a plan, have what you need on hand, stay in touch with important information, and know the service providers you can trust. Hello, I'm Brian Cerny. Tallahassee Prepared was created to keep you and I informed and prepared for severe weather 365. Go to TallahasseePrepared.com. It's there for you 24-7 because staying prepared is more than a season. It's an attitude. Learn for yourself at TallahasseePrepared.com.